You cannot start talking shit on Tool when all you've been talking about is the new War on Drugs record for all the right. last week. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the GOAT Parade. Welcome back, um, always and forever, in perpetuity. Here we are, only giving you one episode a month these days. Yep, because that's all you deserve. I don't and all have we can possibly I don't have anything more to say than two hours a month anyways. That's yeah. my threshold. Even with a cup of coffee in hand. I am hung over. Yeah, he doesn't drink, people. I don't know what he's talking about. Don't ever let anyone tell you that alcohol is the only way you can fuck your body up. That's well, that, all I gotta yeah, say. That's understandable, but I'm not sure what you mean. Well, okay, here's what happened I know you last had night. Two virgin Moscow so I went into night. the Thirsty Crow to stare at Cam. Sometimes on Thursdays I go into Cam's bar and literally just stare at him from the opposite side of the bar. Yeah. Um, and it makes him really uncomfortable. I don't even notice it's you because I'm busy for like the first 10 minutes and then once I, I'm like, this fucking guy's been <laughs> Who is this clown? He just Man, walked right up. Art Garfunkel <laughs> looks hard on heroin. Um, no, but I catch you looking at me out of your peripherals, too. You're oh, yeah, like, it's all wow, Al is still looking at me. Like, doesn't he have anything to do? Like, doesn't he just look at his phone? So yeah. I went into Cam's bar. I'm watching you, too, from the periphery, though. I'm seeing everything you're doing. You know, you're... I'm not doing anything but oh, looking yeah, at you. Are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're checking girls out but not checking them out. It's just falling you in love. You laugh at maybe one of their jokes. Sure. Falling in love with them at a distance and never speaking to them um but That's you the do it i ordered two of my favorite i took two trips to moscow with with a virgin so two virgin moscow mules but mm -hmm. the virgin mule wow um and i got real fucked up after that i went to a show went to a buddy's show and then i came home and i ate almond joy candy bars literally like 15 of them until it's crazy that you don't drink because this sounds like an alcoholic's night no this is sure. what i do like i'm still addicted to plenty of other things man. Right. and i feel hung over today the milligram reading of sugar that i put into my body last night right before i went to sleep uh -huh. made me wake up this morning feeling like i had an entire plastic handle of pop-off last night <laughs> that's what i feel like that's right the now. dirtiest Right it's there. awful well i did enjoy you coming in i always enjoy you coming in i played uh one war on drugs song uh, on we're gonna my talk playlist. about this a lot today uh, we? yeah welcome back to the goat parade uh <laughs> i'm here with my overly verbose co-host yes. al moore and with the wow i haven't said this in a long time the sultry voice post-punk king of los angeles everybody cameron Demetri. thank you thank you for the introduction uh, I hate, but in case you guys can't tell, I hate the War on Drugs. Uh, I think they're the most bland, right. abysmally boring band I think I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm 50-50 on them. I know you're 50-50, but all I've been doing to you is like using you as a confidant all week mm -hmm. and like letting you know how much this music bothers me yeah. on like a personal core level. And I feel like I'm really pushing it onto you to get back you, you for all the Division Bell jokes. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it's your favorite Pink Floyd album. I've never heard it. Guys, last week I sent Cam at least 15 Division Bell memes. I couldn't um, believe there was so many. I was you like, love is he Division making Division Bell, these? man. Like, I get it. Like, we all have those records and, and artist repertoire that for some inexplicable reason we're drawn to, and you love Pink Floyd. It's Division Bell, which is arguably their worst record, but I, that's okay. I don't want to keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk into the bar last night, bringing it full circle, and lo and fucking behold, what is the first song that comes on after I sit down to enjoy a Virgin Moscow Mule? It is the new War on Drugs. I don't live here anymore. <sighs> I believe track five on the new album. Um, I think it's also called I Don't Live Here Anymore. I, I don't know. It all kind of blends together. Uh, 
Great song. If there's anyone listening out there who hates this band as much as I do, and you're not Mark Kozalek from Sun Kill Moon and canceled and awful and perverted, please give me a call. I might even just post my number somewhere on like a public forum just so people can commiserate with me. Did you listen to, okay, there is a new song on the War on Drugs called I Don't Want to Wait. And, Sounds like a classic War on Drugs song. And, yeah. Does okay, he not want to wait for the ocean or for well, the breeze? Well, first of all, I hear that, you know, the War on Drugs, no matter what you think of them, they do have a tendency to copycat, not horribly intentionally, but like, you know, they sound sometimes like Springsteen or Tom Petty or like, you know, they, they, they wear their influences very heavily on totally, the Totally, which I'm but always cool with. This song called I Don't Want to Wait. So first thing that comes to my mind is... Uh, I don't want to wait. Yeah, Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait, Dawson's Creek. Is that Paula Cole? It is Paula Cole. That's right. So the song is really moody and like I'm waiting for the vocal to come in. And no joke, he comes in and he's like, I don't want to wait. And I'm like, dude, come on. Jesus. Jesus Christ, dude. Come on. You can't you can't just sing it verbatim. Also, if that was a deep cut from someone's catalog, it might be acceptable, but it was the fucking theme song for Dawson's Creek. Right. Everybody you can't there's no possible way no. that the producers, the engineers, all the band right. weren't at one point like, hey Adam, you know the the <laughs> Dawson's Creek theme also is called this and also is sung exactly Open this way. Open your morning light. Say a little prayer for right. You know, this is actually a great precursor to what we're going to be talking about. Because today, essentially like our... That song might yes. fall and into You know this. what? It should have made either one of our lists mm-hmm. for Listomania today. So why don't you go ahead and tell the listener before we get way too off topic, which right. is classic for us. <laughs> Big um, episode today. Huge. Big list. Massive. We're talking best CVS songs. Which is essentially just a vehicle... Another vehicle for guilty pleasures. Kind of, yeah. Or Although like, some of these I don't like, but I do respect their spot as a CVS staple. There are some songs you can only listen to in a brick-and-mortar retail setting. Yes, you know what you're I mean? either about to break down yes. or you're just in the most tedious part of your day. Totally. And these songs capitalize on that. Or they're, you're making a quick run for something special, too, like whether yeah. it be a six-pack or, you well, know. The CVS run has so many different oh, it does. Um, moods attached to it oh yeah so you sure. have to find the most placid uninteresting paper or background music wallpaper music possible. i don't know man that's where this list gets a little bit off the cuff and unpredictable because well, sometimes you got to break the mold a bit you know They've it's played... got to blend in it's got to be unoffensive but sometimes it can be like one of the best songs you've ever heard sometimes it actually has street cred too Big like time. none of the songs that actually made my list are credible but i do have some honorable mentions yeah and got, also a big amount of honorable mentions right we're only doing top bad, five today mid, right good. yeah just a top five because I really fought with myself whether or not I was going to play clips of these because I feel like everybody's going to know every one of these songs. Yeah, if you don't know it, then you're like either way too young or you don't listen to music. In a, in a cruel turn of fate, I decided I am going to play <laughs> clips of them. So only five you each because to. otherwise people are just going to lose their mind at You 20s. also know that you and I... By the way, we're recording from Cam's home studio today since Bedrock shut the fuck down. I love down. it. So this gives us actually a little bit even more of like... A pl- arena for play, yeah. A little bit of jovial play. I feel like you and I are going to be singing each other's songs oh, too a little not? bit. There's going to be some belting. Well, I'm a little hungover, belting. so I'm going to be flat. By, by the time we get to the list, you're going to be like 100 percent guaranteed. You think? I think so. I think I think you really will. All right, we'll see about that. I even just went to the CVS tried to get some last minute inspo. <laughs> already playing Christmas music. November That's fucking twelfth. That's already playing just... Christmas music. So if you if you're on the other side of the coast listening to this, you right. don't know what a CVS is. No. Maybe 
It's a Dwayne, no, Dwayne Reed. Is it Dwayne Reed? Am I saying that? There's kind of like Tim Hortons in Canada. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Reed's I feel like, the dude, no, Walgreens, Rite Aid. There it's are Universal. CVSs in New York. Okay. Aren't I just there? know it's the Dwayne Reed is like the I'm thing pretty sure York. there are CVSs nationally, if uh, not well, in Oregon, no. Really? Yeah. There was Rite Aid. There's Walgreens. There's but no CVS. You know, there's huh. Walmart. There's Target. There's no... Yeah, there's no... But yeah, uh, like Target... Walmart, these are all stores with goals in mind as a as a large shopping thing. CVS is like, I need two items. Like right. I need- but you still can't walk into a CVS without leaving with five items. And you know why? It's because the music that they play. Yeah, because you're like, well, I don't need to get out right now. I mean, I kind of love this Yeah, song. because Paula Cole's I Don't Want to Wait just came on. Or wait, is it the new War on Drugs song? Who knows? Well, that's what I want. At the end of this, after we do our list, I want to predicate what what we think might be some future CBS. Oh, so like you want to, you, you want to slip some prescience CV- into this. Yeah. You want to like, you want to forebode a little bit. When we walk into a CVS in 2035, you know, what are you going to hear and be like, Oh man, that song was huge in 2021. You know, it's going to be war on drugs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's going to be war on drugs. I don't want to wait. I'm talking about war on drugs a lot for someone who hates this. Fucking well, band I mean, they do have a new album. We're definitely plugging it inadvertently. Oh, uh, other new releases before we get into this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, quite a um, bit actually. Idols dropped a new album today. We, uh, your favorite been, band. We've yeah. been back and forth on that band. Is I have it, not listened to it. Okay. Um, I'm not interested anymore. I'm not terribly interested in it either. I'd see them live. Don't really want to. Well, actually, when I was walking to the Crow, your bar to see you last night, I saw the huge Idols billboard. Right. I'm like, I bet Cam gets a chub every time he's walking to work. <laughs> no, uh, but I did, in, in case you guys uh, know my writing partner in Giant Waste of Man, Ben Haywood. He writes a Substack, a weekly one, on Tuesday. Which is re- it's a great read. It's a great read. It's a fantastic. And he went to read. the Idol show on Halloween. Oh, at Pappy and Harriet. Did he have quite a bit to say about it? It was. It's a great breakdown of what it's like to be at an Idol show because you know, their fans are very like insist or like they're insane. They're, yeah, they're they're fervent. They're going nuts. But well, to give he Idols- compared it. Speaking of what we were talking about. To kind of like a youth pastor, like sure. Joe Talbot is almost has like youth pastor energy, right? You know, he's like, "We're gonna end toxic masculinity right, right now right, right, with yeah. a really angry which is fucking tune. cool." Yeah, like be angry about it, but like also, there's not. I don't want to say this because it's wrong, but there's not a lot of um, quote unquote, if you will, like punk bands in the mainstream. And True, I feel and like, like that's why I can't totally shit on idols because I'm glad people are listening to this kind of music at all. Yeah, you know, it's not punk as as i would define punk no, as a fucking purist British but it's post-punk. dude it's close yeah like it's really it's aggressive close. music it's fast yeah. it's loud it's best and there's a pit live. there's a pit at the shows like yeah. where like what show do you go to these days where you see a friendly pit where people are kicking each other down and then pulling them back up again well you see that at an idol show yeah, unfortunately, that probably brings us to our next tangent. Which we maybe even shouldn't talk about because it yeah. will be a very volatile one. Like, I'm ready to launch an invective both on uh, concert promoters and fans at large. Like, I feel like there's a lot of dualistic play here, and I don't want to be that guy that says something stupid. Right. You know what I mean? And of course, what we're talking about is the astral world tragedy. Um, Such a tragedy. Over the weekend. Such. Absolutely awful. Um, yeah. I still I, I went down the wormhole the other day on TikTok of just EMTs that were telling their reports, just like what went down for them. Man, that could People have been any one crowd. of us. That truly could have been any one of us. Yeah, it hits and, close to home because how many times have you and I been at a festival on the crowd side of the gate right. and felt 
suffocated. I've felt. been in I've been in like no effects shows yeah. where like once I saw no effects in Phoenix and they opened with a decline. Oh god. And there was a crowd surge that lasted the whole 18 minutes sure. of the decline. Yeah. And I don't, I don't blame my, them. I don't think my feet touched the ground right. for like at least 10 of those minutes. And you know I don't want to say anything about the crowd at Astroworld, but at least in in that that kind of punk ethos vibe, yeah, everybody is slightly looking out for each other. They are. And that's, that's what I respect about the. Punk that's rock why, scene. like, I just made. I'm sure there are already three people out there fuming over me half blaming the crowd and what I just said in this quip about you know 15 seconds ago. But at the same time, dude, I yes, concert planning and promotion and everything in that world, they need to be overstaffed yeah. with EMTs. They I need, mean. The easiest person in my I and who knows what we're going to learn about this because it's still new, but Live Nation seems sure to me like that was negligent. That's where I want to point my finger yes. first. Is I also just want to let people know cutting go to corners. A, They're cutting fucking corners. But also, dude, I want these people who were at the Astro World show who were there that night, I want them to go to a punk show and see how that does work. You don't trample people at a punk show. You don't step over people. You don't ignore people's cries just to get a closer view for just whatever your Instagram, Instagram story Instagram or like that's... And that's what, I, I, again, I don't want to blame the crowd because that's such a diverse amount of people that are all... No, it's not monolithic and I don't mean to be that way. There is a section of that crowd yes. that was only about their what they wanted and their social status and their you know um clout i feel like the pandemic split that faction in two those of crowd people the people who want to take care of people and then the people who are just either uh, young and green and have never spent a lot of time at festivals or in large right. musical crowds as such totally. but who don't understand how that works and what a communal experience it should be so like communal is the big word yeah, yeah exactly but again for the people out there should listening be remembered every time you go to a concert is that you're not only time. seeing an act you are also going to be it is a shared experience and for that to be trampled upon both literally and figuratively by these people who are ignoring their their common brothers and sisters at this shared experience is really tragic and i'm sorry those people do need to be blamed too i'm not trying to cast a wide net on the entirety of the crowded astroworld obviously Mm. but for people to knowingly see someone on the ground and step on them it's just horrific it's it's yeah again that could have been any one of us and think about the people who saw this happening and who were trying to mitigate that i know think about the people in the crowd who were there for their brothers and sisters and who tried to stop hopeless i mean you see the videos and them storming the stage and telling the camera people like stop the show and i mean i feel like when eventually when we zoom out on history (laughs) it's gonna feel like okay there was a pandemic Everyone had to be inside for a year and a half. Right. And then shows were allowed to happen again. And this and is what happens. Insane. Yeah. People, um, this is what happens. It feel like it does feel like a product of everybody being very cooped up for a long time. Yeah, and dude. To aggravated banshees. Aggravated energy. Yeah. But it's just, you got to remember your fellow man. Yeah. You know what I mean. Goddamn. So, yeah, what a tragedy. That's, that's a I corner mean, of we're not going to say as a hope, music podcast, we got to touch on it. We're not going to say hopes and prayers to the families because those don't do anything. But we are there with those people because we know what it feels like. And we can't even begin to fathom what a sincere and devastating travesty this is. A crowd surge is scary. It's you know? fucking I've been in a lot of them. And you, the one thing you keep thinking is you're like, I hope this doesn't get any worse because this is manageable right now. But if right. it got worse, I don't know what would happen. All it takes is like one 
One even whiff of a riot incitement mm. for things to go incredibly wrong. And I know that's been that term has been kicked around a bunch with Travis Scott inciting a riot, so on and well, so he, forth. Well, he has the ethos where he's trying to, as a hip hop artist, bring a punk sensibility Absolutely. to his live shows, which, which in, I, in its essence, that's awesome. It's and they are so synonymous, those two yeah, things. That's not really. what is to blame here. No. And who, whatever you might have to say about Travis Scott, he got a lot of guff on Twitter immediately after it happened. I mean, I don't know if he was realizing it was going on. People are like, how could he not? But at the same time, when you're an artist and it's your own festival right. and you've been so hyped on it. You've been planning this thing for literally a year. I imagine unless your team surrounding you is letting you know it's probably actually pretty easy to ignore. There's sure. so many people. You also have to take into account you know, lighting, yeah, blind. You know, I mean, the, I'm not putting no, 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 off no. the hook, right? Here, but yes, it's no. Just, there know, are other it's things too to take early into to account. really know exactly sure. what yes. happened. And it would have been saying there was like somebody going around stabbing drugs in everyone's neck. That's fucking crazy. This QAnon shit's got to <laughs> stop, man. Jesus this Christ. is crazy. Guess what? People don't want to give you their drugs. They bought their drugs for yeah. them to do. I'm sorry, dude. I don't share my drugs with anyone. I don't go around like freely giving That's my drugs to people. such a festival thing. Like, oh, is it, is it spiked? Is it laced? It's like, no. Everybody that has drugs here are hoarding them for themselves. Homie, they're broke. They just spend <laughs> $750 on this festival ticket. You think people are just jabbing acid into your neck? <laughs> no. no. It took them forever to get that That's bottle. their jab, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, other notable releases before? There's been a lot. Uh, I have to ask you. I can't Please. believe we haven't talked about it. Yeah. What do you think about Radiohead's Kim Kid Amnesiac as someone who insists that they are not part of the same project? Well, I had my hopes up for this, obviously, because I really wanted it to be the track listing of what the mm. band was originally envisioning with the two records together. I as feel like one. they really copped out not even trying to do they that. They really copped out on that. And also Taylor Brown and I, we have to mention Taylor Brown at least once an episode. Oh, yeah. He gets off on it so much. <laughs> Taylor Brown and I were on set last week and we were listening to this and it struck me like, oh, very nice of Radiohead to put out a sound bath record. Oh, yeah. Because one, yeah, the, the third disc, if you will, like mm -hmm. the bonus disc, was just obviously a lot of instrumentals and bounces of like string arrangements yeah. and stuff. It, it felt like to me like stems almost. You know? Which I'm Which into. I'm fine too, I fucking loved it. No, don't get me wrong, dude. I love this whole thing that they did. I really do. And I hope in another anniversary setting that they'll do something a little bit more with mm -hmm. it. Um, I thought it was great. I thought they could have put a little bit more effort into it as like you know, as the myth of Amnesiac and Kid A, like, mm -hmm. it's just so, it's, there's a depth to it that really requires much more visitation than what they gave it. Yeah. But I, I really, thought it was great. I was absolutely blown away just by the idea that this exists, the pole, 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 pole revolving With doors, True Love Waits. With yeah. True Love Waits vocals. I did not know that that was a thing. How would you? Do you know that on the original Polk Pool, that is actually the vocals for True Love Waits, right? That's, that song, the, the lore of that song before it was eventually released in 2016 is absolutely insane. Well, as you might recall, that was on the I Might Be Wrong yes. live tapes and too. That's so that's just a terrible version of it. So on the original Polk Pool, uh, on the LP version, um, that like the computer distorted voice you hear is actually True Love Waits, just cut up and filtered okay. time and time again so that like that is that is true love waits they just decided they to, tried everything with that song they tried they just so tried much releasing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. i know i'm glad they put that out um 
it was kind of hard for me to pick a goat worthy, which I I suppose we're about to jump into. Yeah, right? let's get into some goat worthy. I really wanted to play uh, the whores are starting to release music again. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, the whores? Are you a whores Big fan? Time. I mean, yeah. I, I listened to that three song EP they released right at the top of the year, and so, they had went like new metal, and I kind of fucking love. They're it. putting out new music. I believe there's an LP to follow up on that EP, Great. and they put out a new song last week. It's called Twisted Skin, and okay. it is just so. I missed that. Entirely. It's so German industrial. Like the whores are really getting back to their quote unquote roots. I hate saying that, right. but it does. It is kind of an anomaly to me that in their massive catalog, you know, they've got five or six studio records, right? And they're this, they're a fixture, their, their mainstay. Yeah, um, I only know that because their last album was called Five. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, it's weird to me that their most popular song is a soft ballad off of skying which is still life yeah you, you know love still, still life's incredible but it that was is on my mixtape that is truly it was yeah that is truly still to this day their most popular song and nothing else in their catalog sounds like that yeah. everything else is really raunch and I feel like, like still life much like a lot of these cvs songs where yeah. you're like i thought this was so and so i think a lot of people totally. out there just assume that's like one of Interpol's better cuts. Sure. Or like, a, you know, another one, of like a fucking phosphorescent tune or something, right. you or know, like, like another kind of synth wave <laughs> yeah. 80s revival. Totally. Uh, but the new whores, Twisted Skin for Industrial Goodness, please do that. Also, that new high school EP is incredible. Have you been listening to high school? No. Taylor Brown has sent us the links. It's that new post-punk band that's coming from across the pond. Oh, cool. They're called High School, one word, capital H, capital S. Um, and it really just sounds like early New Order. It sounds like Power Corruption Lies. They Sweet. do it so well, though. Um, and that EP just came out. They've been releasing singles for, I think, like the past six months. And it really is a facsimile of some of our favorite post-punk, like to a T. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is the exact representation of something we've already heard, which usually bores me, which is why I hate War on Drugs so much. Mm. But this is somehow refreshing because they take a classic mold and obviously infuse their voice into it, which is how something that's middle of the road can typically tend to go left or right or forward right. you know they really they're taking something basic and innovating upon it so please listen to that new high school ep right it's really great but neither of those are what you brought what did i brought do we we've never played any reggae uh -huh. any dance hall right. any dub right uh, and I've been feeling it recently. I've been feeling super brain dead and like tired and kind of in this like periodical, like, f you know, just weird fog in my life, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. So I have been kind of revisiting a lot of my favorite dub. Um, speaking of, you know, when uh, the, the Gorillas just announced their anniversary for self titled, and they're, yeah, and they're including Lakai Come Home uh, with this. Um, anniversary remastering uh, and re-release. Did you ever listen to Lakai Come Home? No. It was the dub version of Self-Titled. Oh, okay. It's fucking. It's called Gorillas versus Space Monkeys. Cool. I've been listening to that a lot. Um, but I brought in, dude. I I don't know if she's well known or not. Her name is Sister Nancy. I mean, I definitely know it's a big single, the Bomb Bomb. Uh, yeah. So Bam Bam yeah. or Bomb Bomb. Yeah. Um, which crazy. 
is her busy she only has two records okay uh so bomb bomb her biggest song is a cover of the 1966 toots and the maytals version right. of that um crazy that sister nancy only has a couple records in this ep she literally just put out which i'm about to play a song off of or we are um but that song that came out i want to say that record was like 2014 or 15 maybe 2013 that's been sampled in 73 songs wow. thus far including kanye's famous right yeah so sister nancy although she's under the radar quite a bit she's reached a larger you know echelon of success even though again she feels like a sleeper hit um She's been dubbed as the first female dance hall DJ from right. Kingston. Like so, and especially in a male dominated world, like everything else is out there. Reggae and dub and dance hall is no different. So for her to wear that crown is a pretty big thing. Um, and just recently, dude, she was a she was a fucking bank teller wow. until 2016. And finally she quit her job she's to pursue. A real one. Yeah, she is a total real one in Jersey. Wow. She's been living in Jersey. Um, so she quit the bank life to pursue music full time. And I've seen her a couple of times at Dub Club on Wednesdays at right. the Echoplex. She's incredible, dude. She's just, she has, she really has the voice of this. She's got this bellow to her, man, that just like, just, just ruminates in your soul. Like, I don't know what it is about her that does it to me, but when it comes to dub and dance hall and reggae, she's usually the first person I go to, like minus toots, you mm -hmm. know? So, um, I wanted to play the title track off of her EP she just put out, which is called Armageddon, um, which is actually only two songs and two remixes. But uh, if you guys are in the mood, I, I don't give a fuck if you're in the mood or not. We're going to play it anyways. Let's get in the mood. This is, this is Sister Nancy Armageddon. Armageddon's done. Roll away time, stop your running one. Change your style. In this judgment, this time it's wicked, wicked. Fire have to burn 
Armageddon, it's already here, yeah. so uh, might as well have some uh, some good vibes to it, some bobbing vibes. Ooh, and some deep bass. I was enjoying it's that. Very rumble in here. Nice. Uh, you know, I've always thought as a bass player, um, which I would classify myself as, even though I'm retired, retired as fuck these days. But um, if you don't listen to hip hop or dub, I can't really trust you as a bass player. That makes sense because of how like how important and rudimentary it is to the actual scope of the arrangement itself. Yeah. Like, and just to base itself. Like, yes, like exactly. such a big part of it. I see what you did there. <laughs> Pun intended, dude. Terrible one. That was pretty good. That I mean, was we're fun. Just, we're just warming up. I needed, dude, we needed, we needed something else. You're not going to hear that at the CVS. No, you definitely, no, you, you will not. But no. you will hear other things that we're about to talk about. <laughs> um, I just felt like we just, we need to mix it up as much as we can. I can't totally. only keep playing local stuff. We can't only keep playing. Officially, I actually brought in a local group, so. What? I, I'm, I'm the locals only guy. Look at time. that. The tables turn. How the turntables. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for letting me bring that. Enjoy. When I sent that to you yesterday and you were like, what? Okay. And then I was immediately defensive about it. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm here By for what? it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I meant I didn't know Sister Nancy had a new release at all. It's it's not common that it happens, you know. Yeah, it seemed rare. So I was like, Very what? Rare. Okay. It was like that. Right. What? Well, okay. okay. I'm okay. here for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, all right. So I brought in, uh, it's full circle because we actually talked about her. Uh, last episode, we played Ramonda Hammer. That's true, and she produced that Ramonda Hammer tape. And Sarah Tudson produced that, and she released her new album this year, uh, Let Me Have One More. You've been listening to this record a lot. Mostly the first um, half. You're a side A guy on this one? I feel like it is front-loaded. It's a front-loaded album. Um, the first two songs are just total indie pop bangers. Yeah. Third one smooths out the edges a bit. And then this one I brought in 
and you know uh, how much I love this, is just a track four for the ages. Oh, okay. It really is. Track four is your favorite track. On this album, big time. Especially if there's some geotagging in it. Like if they say something about standing on the corner of, you know, 52nd and Broadway, then you're in. Mostly she more deals in like food puns and stuff. Oh. But I do like her lyrics. They're they're sharp and they're they're playful. They don't take themselves too seriously and they're occasionally gut wrenching. Like huh. like you uh, once in a while you're like, "Oh, she's kind of having fun with word. Oh my god, that's a beautiful lyric." I feel yeah. like that's happening a lot these days in writing and I'm here for it. Me too. I think you should, you know, wear your heart on your sleeve but also like not be afraid to make the occasional jokey pun. You know? If you're taking yourself too seriously, something is going to be lost in translation. Um, and I think we've seen that. And we've also seen that as part of a larger conversation within our own uh, ethos of personhood in this yeah. world. You know, totally. especially after the pandemic, we realize how quickly things can stop on a dime. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, in effect, forcing artists to really uh, take stock and how much they are investing into themselves and in what way, with what voice, you know? So yeah, like I'm not a big Phoebe Bridgers guy, but like the fact that she writes in that arena of like being self-referential, but also uh, very loose with one's ego. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is where we're headed in a beautiful way. And I want to see more of that. I mean, with her, with Lucy Dacus and um, even, Snail mail just yeah her absolutely like, even your a, record man has a lot of that too thank you yeah um, but I just have a lot of respect for Sarah Tudson as especially I don't know if you knew this but like I don't know if you knew the Tiny Engines drama Tiny Engines was like oh kind the of record emo, label yeah kind of yeah. an emo revival label that no, I did remember very Engines well. yeah um, and then in 2019 maybe late 2019 it was revealed that they were not paying their artists. They, at all i don't know i don't know all the details but they were ripping even if them you're off paying bad. your artists too little that's still they were ripping them off bad yeah. something about like back in i don't remember all the details but illuminati hotties was signed to tiny engines around then and had a two like two album deal with them right so they during the pandemic last year they released um this is not the one you're waiting for a mixtape that is actually really good too, but not the album she's been writing. That's this album. Gotcha. She because she was it. trying to get out of her deal. Yeah, and yeah. she didn't want. And now she's uh, on her own imprint on Hopeless Records. Oh, cool. So like, yeah, it's for the best. Um, but like I said, this album's front loaded. Uh, the track four, which is called "Threatening Each Other," recapitalism, which is what we're going to listen yes. to. Correct. Yeah. Is definitely my favorite. And then there's a steep decline. Right after that on the in, album. In what way? Track five is like a country twangy song featuring Buck Meeks, who oh, is uh, the, the guitar Thief. player yeah. of Big Thief, doing a spoken word thing. I'm kind of into that, actually. Yeah, you might like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm really For me, into it's that. it's like I pretty much turn it off. Gotcha. Uh, it's so not my thing. Well, you're a front guy and I'm a back guy. You I know, mean, we just got... There's good songs in the back. Too. I just usually, that Buck Meeks song, I'm like... I. I feel like listening to something else now. Is it like insufferable slam poetry or? I think you kind of got to hear it okay. to know. Yeah. I can't we'll argue really about it on it. the next pod. Yeah. <laughs> but this song, Threatening Each Other, Recapitalism, beautiful lyrics. The way it moves is just like exactly my, sometimes is exactly what I need musically. And it kind of reminds me of a weaker than song. Okay. So that's huge for me. So let's yeah. check it out. Let's play it. Morning. 
Threatening each other, re-capitalism, Illuminati hotties. I feel like um, because I don't listen to music anymore, I'm constantly taking cues from you uh, when we do this <laughs> and when we do an episode. And you play songs, Cam. I, I'd hate to stroke your ego because you don't need any more of it. Thank but um, if I'm, I'm already here, so I'm, I may as well. Um, you play songs that enter my my personal human discog and never leave and that is one of those songs that's going to happen for me yeah that's going to be up there on my year end list for sure i mean every time i listen i like it more that song it's incredible uh and it actually corner store is selling spit spit. yeah i can't believe believe i'm buying buying (laughs) that's incredible um also it makes me kind of randy to hear that buck meeks spoken word track five or that's, whatever what you're doing right now is what it sounds like i'm pretty sure that's what he says <laughs> perfect he's yeah, like, he's, if he's anyone like, needs ladies, a feature out there lady we we went into the cornfield i don't know it's like he's like lady sun, we went into the, the cornfield shining over the stars <laughs> okay but let's not detract from no, how I'm great sorry, that I'm song was dick, like, especially when it comes in on that downbeat like that breakdown that it yeah. does continue the motif throughout the yeah. song really brings you back in to what uh, the underpinning frustration of the song. Yeah, it's like a really genius deep turnaround that like it's incredible. Yeah, the song re- starts on it too. So. And that was track four, you said. That's a track four right there. Wow. <laughs> After three very very high energy songs, mm. you get that. And so on the album, it's placed in my opinion very beautifully. Um, Honestly, what that reminded me of. Did you ever listen to Scout Niblet? No. Okay, so Scout Niblet was like hailed as the next big grunge band probably in the i don't know early aughts 2003 or four just a two-piece um but they did a lot of stuff like that except they were a little bit more art house about it this reminds me if scout niblet wrote tried to write like a heavy folk record okay um in the best way possible yeah to me honestly it reminds me of the weaker dance like the weaker dance instrumentally made music like that right where those big distorted one chord turnarounds of course and then into something very gracious and beautiful so i hope i hope in some way sarah tudson was influenced by the weaker this of that but whatever she's doing keep doing it doing it it. because that's really refreshing production she's like a big la name right now yeah Good. She deserves it with 100%. stuff like that, like because it is an original take on and what people are as kind an of old re- man. I yeah. gotta respect that. You know, she's probably thirty, thirty-one. Yeah, she's not like a lot of artists I love right now are like at the turn of thirty. And right, it's not like these eighteen-year-old kids, which makes me be like, oh man. Yeah, you just can't get past that being forty-seven, man. You know what I mean? Like you are I'm getting 36. older. Nah, yeah, I don't think so. You don't look it today. Okay, at the bar, I have to tell you this. At the bar, somebody asked me. Hey, with a, with a group of friends, right? They're like, "Cam, how old are you?" And oh, that was a bet going on. People were actually betting on that pool, seeing how old. I, I bet you told them I am. I had the two VHS copy of Titanic. <laughs> Perfect. And you know what? One of them said, "What? Oh, I think I was born the year that movie oh, came Jesus out." Oh, Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> if you so, were born the year Bill Paxton was chewing up the screen in Titanic, then I'm sorry, I ain't got much to say to you. Bill, oh, yeah. Bill, you go from Bill Paxton, that movie was in like yeah. the first 10 minutes. Doesn't matter. Two of my favorite Bills were in Titanic. Wow. Bill Paxton and Billy Zane. Wow. Two Bills, dude. Two well, timeless Bills. I had a friend bills. that used to have the rule of Bills, and I think you'd hate it. What do you mean? His rule of Bills was always Murray, sometimes Pullman, never Paxton. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. When's the last time you watched Twister? 
I mean, not since incredible I was a child. performance, <laughs> Oscar worthy. Okay, true lies counterpoint. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sometimes Pullman. What do you sometimes mean sometimes Pullman? Pullman? I I'm only talking about the Independence Day monologue. Oh yeah, no, that's all. His speech, his presidential yeah. speech, is obviously I mean, that's the, the greatest only, thing. That's, that's the only Fourth of July speech there is. Yeah. Right. Also, always Murray. Have you seen Operation it's Dumbo Drop recently? Pre- well, yeah. I mean, feel like this is a person who didn't start watching Murray films till Broken Flowers. Right. Or like Lost in Translation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. The Murray or the the Bill the rule. rule. Of, the rule of bills. Damn. Yeah. I'm gonna have to add Billy Zane on that too, though. Even though he's a Billy. Always or maybe or never. No, Billy Zane. Forever Billy Zane is what I'm going to get tattooed on my back. A real man makes his own luck. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. You ready? Should we? Let's uh, do it. Here we go as we um, descend into the hole of the songs that keep us shopping let's in get everyone's these sliding favorite. Doors, these automatic doors open. Listomania! <laughs> Through those sliding glass doors into the safe haven of again guilty pleasures. I don't oh, yeah. know how else. Air to conditioning, say it. air conditioning, um, all walks of life you can find. Greeting in the cards, greeting cards, balloons, yes, alcohol, pregnancy tests. You know, chapstick, cha- chapstick, cold yeah. medicine, cold, literally shampoo everything. And Fashion. Condition. You can buy clothes. Laundry detergent, laundry socks. Detergent. Yeah. Oh, socks. I have gotten plenty of pairs of last minute Things socks. that you think, where could I get that? And you're like, I guess CVS. You like, get it at CVS. I need to wrap my foot in gauze. Where yeah. would I get foot gauze right now? CVS. And what are you going to hear when you go into one of those? Gee, I wonder. And this is the top five list from yours truly, the Sultry Voice post-punk king of Los Angeles and And the overly verbose co-host. Southern Fried Coachella Veteran. (laughs) Southern Fried, baby. Just uh, butter and bread me, my friend. So I kind of broke down some honorary menchies first as far as like in worst mids and great. Okay, I like how you kind of separated those yeah. as well. You you classified them. Uh, give me some. I'm going to throw some at you too. These okay. are honorable uh, let's mentions. Just, let's just go a really bad one. Okay, right? one that because we're just gonna, as soon as you get, hear this, you can't unhear this song getting in your head. Sure, Celine Dion's "That's the Way That It Is." God damn it, I love that tune. That's the way it is. Um, I th- what do you mean a really bad one? And all of these are going to be earworms, by the way. Yeah. If you guys have something to do today, if you're listening to this right now, stop the fucking episode because you won't be able to get anything else done. I will also make a playlist of all of these if you want to hurt, okay, torture good. yourself. I'm going to go ahead and start off with one of the biggest earworms of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maybe. it's still it's the undercurrent of all of my thoughts. Um, and that is the one and only Sean Mullins. Oh, but can we talk about lullaby for a second? Do we have to? Yes, we do. Because Sean Mullins's lullaby is it should be called rockabye because the chorus is him just going rockabye. Everything is going to be all right. 
Rock-a-bye. See, that's why? the kind of CVS jam that could bring you to your knees. Absolutely. But why night. are you going to have why are you going to make such a great play on words like Rockabye and name the song Lullaby? The whole thing, the whole naming of that song is confusing. Yeah, it's it's just, so confusing. It should be called like everything. I think he says lullaby once. He says rockabye about 17 times. The song is terrible. It's really bad. And that's I mean, my I least still favorite lyric, everything's gonna be alright. I hate that. Rockabye. Lyric. But you like rockabye. Yeah. <laughs> All right, confused give me a, by why that <laughs> give me another honorable mention Ooh, oh there's a song i just hate and i've hated since i was a child and that's annie lennox's walking on broken love Glass. that tune dude. i hate that song i, I just like all of annie lennox i just, I just that's one of those earworms so that i can't people. stand yeah. it'll get in there for way too long sure uh, I mean, all of these, again, earworms, uh, Waiting for Tonight by J-Lo. Oh. I can't tell you how many times I brought I've that won- on the bot. For what? Guilty pleasures? No, I don't think so. I think it was a guilty pleasure. It oh, was a guilty pleasure. It was a guilty yeah. Did I bring it for a goat parade? Like, hey, you guys should listen to this new local artist <laughs> who just released a song waiting for tonight. Um, Especially all that's true. And in the same vein, Enrique Iglesias Balamos. I think okay. I've, right. I've also talked about Balamos. That's a banger. I've heard these songs. It's almost songs. too good for CVS. It's almost too good because it makes you want to- That's wanna, a spicy CVS. It makes too. you want to strip down. CVS really has like a full spectrum of moods. Right. Um, and they're really not they genre hop. They decade hop. It's, they do. Um, and, and funny enough, most four out of the five of my tunes, I want to say today that I brought on my top five are from, uh, 97. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. That seems like a very popular CBS. Yeah. Strictly from 97. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to run through some other terrible ones. Yeah. Um, anything by Maroon 5. Yeah. No, I can't do uh, it. Especially the moves like country era, Taylor Swift. Ooh. This is weird because this is a song that's not doesn't feel that old, but was cool the first two times you heard it, and then felt like it was easily just shelved over to CVS Rock, and that's Gnarls Barkley's Crazy. Oh yeah, no, great, great, and Such I mean that flat, <sighs> lifeless. It is very song lifeless. Yeah, while trying to sound like hip and new age. I remember I was at Coachella that year that they did their first show, I was and it was the most underwhelming thing I think I've ever so seen in my life. It, it was, was so and it was so up. hot. It was early in the afternoon. Yeah. It was garbage. Another song that again I hope is not on your list uh, is going to be obviously Collective Soul's December. Ooh, it almost a, made my list, but it had Collective to make. Collective Soul almost made my list, but not that song. I was going to go with Shine. Oh, dude, Shine's great too. Although I'm also pretty partial to the world I know. <laughs> I think you but that's like. Almost, you really like Dad Nirvana. I love Dad Nirvana. You love Dad Nirvana, yeah. Which is what Cam calls Collective Soul, by the way. You want to tell him? You want to tell the listener why you call Collective Soul Dad Nirvana? <laughs> since I have, since I was a kid, when I remember my father hearing a collect, it was probably Shine. In the yeah, car and being like, yeah, I wish Nirvana sounded like this. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. So uh, yep. yeah, it's Dad Nirvana. To me. If Pops is listening right now, uh, Mister Mister Demetric, I'm I'm terribly sorry about this, but that was the narkiest thing you could have ever said. <laughs> Turn your head now, baby, just spit, spit me out. That song uh, actually has an incredible guitar solo, dude. It's it, the whole. I mean, the song again is an earworm. Stands the test of yeah. time. Uh, give me one. Uh, Wilson Phillips, hold on. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. Right. See, that should have made the list. Like, if we would have done a, mids. a if we would have done a top ten, I feel like a lot of these yeah. tunes. I'll rifle off some mids. Huey Lewis, the news, power of love. Power of love is incredible. Blues travelers run of around. Of course, duh. Sting fields of gold. Oh Jesus Christ! You hear dude. that? Is right that tune? still? Is this still your mids list? This is my mids. I was gonna say fastballs the way. That's not a mids tune, dude. That's Bellamitri's that's the choice. Cron. Oh wow! Well, no, you give me some. I, I gave you some mids. Um, the only Drake song I've ever no. listened to and liked 
is Hold On, We're Going Home. Okay. And I can't, you know that song. Yeah. I got my eyes on you. So you're bringing that, because to me, CVS, at this point in our lives, I feel like CVS music doesn't, doesn't acknowledge post 2012. No, they do, but only select tunes, like songs that are so popular that they go ahead and upfront transcend the. You I know. feel like you should be really proud of that if you're an artist, even if you sure. make cheesy, tepid music. Yeah. If you make a song that in present day gets on the CVS, CVS playlist, list, yeah, for like sure, you're good. Also, like we you're were strapped. For we were cash discussing. You're never strapped for cash again. We were discussing before we started this. We wonder if CVS is on one of those like conglomerate playlists Very from like third party satellite if anybody companies. Knows anything about that? Please let us know. Yeah. Um, so definitely, Drake. It's the only Drake song I've ever liked. Honestly, wow. the only song that even has any credibility that I listen to outside of being in CVS is Iggy Pop's The Passenger. And that song that has too good for CVS. It's followed me through CVS's before. And honestly, I think that's one of the Iggy songs that well, it's, broke. it's the safest Iggy Pop it song. It is very much the and safest. And that's exactly what CVS it's, music is. It's also the poetic. Song it's poetic. It's chugging. By it's an otherwise maybe dangerous mainstream. Very artist. dangerous. Or not yeah. even dangerous, just, you know, or, alternative. I, I wouldn't even say mainstream. If, I mean, of course, Iggy Pop has always been mainstream, even when he was with the Stooges. But uh, CVS mainstream is a very different type of mainstream. Oh, yeah. We're talking about like Starbucks mainstream here with more taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this should have made the list. Cheryl Crow's Soak Up the Sun. Oh, yeah, you got to bring the crow in. I this. cannot tell you how many times I've been copping some FPF, SPF 15 and Soak Up the Sun came on on like a hot LA day and I was heading to the beach with all my buds and I had a six pack of Zimas in the back. Of course. And Soak Up the Sun comes on. I just like, I live for moments like that. That's life imitating That's art. It's big time. Yeah, it's big time shit. Here's some, okay, now I got some goods. Uh, anything by Mariah Carey. Sure. Jackson Brown, Somebody's Baby. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard that in a CVS. And it's always good. And it's when you're buying diapers too, which is really funny. <laughs> Cranberry's Dream. Oh. oh, man. you're gonna Wait, you've heard Dreams in a CVS before? You hear, you've heard them all, but Dreams is the is like the gold mine. If you yeah. get Dreams in a CVS, that's the I'll best, stay. That's the best Cranberries tune by yeah. far and in so, their yeah, entire catalog. Is, but yeah, they, they kind of they group them all in. You'll hear anyone. Yeah. You probably won't hear Zombie. Uh-uh. You'll hear Linger. Hey, can we go ahead and talk about zombie for a second? Oh, no. Do we have to? Shit's annoying. I hate like, that song. We don't like zombie, right? Nobody likes zombie. People don't actually... I don't li- even put it on my Halloween playlist. It's kind of like the question I texted you last week. Like, how many people that listen to Tom Waits or say they listen to Tom Waits actually listen to Tom yeah. Waits? And One like, out of ten. anybody listen to Dead no, Moon? Pro- yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, so people, when they're like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I love zombie. Like, do you actually love zombie? Probably I've not. never really heard when someone attests to it i've heard cranberry fans defend it but never like shout it from sure yeah i mean it is obviously in the canon of their more popular work so it makes sense to come to defense yeah, of dream dream that's is gold mine so nasty it. dude steve that, winwood higher love higher love should be on your list it's on my goods on my goods i Natalie feel like Bruglia torn oh my god that I'm is my karaoke song Give me a give me give me a line from that dude. Sing it to me right I'm now. All out of faith. Yeah, keep going. This is how I feel. Oh fuck yeah. I'm cold and I am shame. Lying naked on the floor. A loser never changed into something real. I'm wide awake and I can see the perfect sky is torn. I'm a little later. 
I'm already torn. Oh my god, it makes me feel so good every time. Uh, Jennifer Page Crush. There's an underrated Wait, one. Wait, yeah, hum a couple bars. It's just a little crush. Oh shit, I haven't listened. I'm writing that tune down, dude. I love that song. Yeah. Who was that by? That's Jennifer, Jennifer Page. 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 Kim Carnes, Betty Davis Eyes. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah. Wow, these are all really great. Macy Gray, I try. Dude, How do you feel about that? Macy Gray. I, I, if I could go back to like 12-year-old me and talk about some of the singers I had crushes on, for some reason, really? I had the uh, Macy Gray's voice just does it for me, dude. It's an aphrodisiac. I don't understand. When I was working studios once she was in, and I just, I don't know why this stays with me. On her writer, the alcohol she drank was just Grand Marnier. Fuck yeah. Like on its own. That's so G. That's like I that's that's for me. I'm like that is that's strange. That's I think a, that's queen status right there. Maybe she know. mixes it with Sprite or like some sort maybe of. Maybe she doesn't do. Maybe all she needs just is a sipping straw. on a bottle of Grand Marnay. I don't know. Have you it's tried orange it? Orange liqueur. Have you tried it? No. Don't knock it then, okay. motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, my last one before we hit our top five, so I gotta say, is when in Rome's The Promise. Uh, that should actually be in your top five. I mean, if you hit a CVS and that that you're not gonna you're gonna hope that line's long. Um, yeah, it doesn't it have to be too the, long. The, That's the a two and a half minute long. song, but um, if that that song is also a good omen. Like that's the song that you hear in a CVS at maybe like five forty five six p.m. and that night your life changes. Right, I'm pretty sure. Actually, when thinking about, oh, I like the idea of some of these being omens. Oh, totally. I think a lot of these songs are omens. And when you said what's going to be playing, what well, your prompt of like what's going to be playing in a CVS in twenty thirty five, I actually put Sturgill Simpson's cover of the Promise on my list for oh, that. Wow. Okay. Now that we're talking about it, because have you heard it. have you heard his cover of that? No, but. I like all these it, covers I've dude, heard. It is heart wrenching. It wow. is insane. It'll punch you in the jugular and leave you gasping for breath. It is like such a beautiful cover. Okay, let's get into the top five. Who's going first? Go for it. Ooh, dude, I don't even think you're ready. Okay. I Maybe. really don't think you're ready for this um, because this is a song that you and I uh, share some some commonality on. Oh no, this is I think sick. we're gonna have some. This is uh, cross, get ready to sing. By the way, get re- yeah, get ready to uh, warm up a little bit here because, um, of course, I'm talking about the one, the only, off of 1997's "Misguided Roses," Edwin McCain's <gasps> "I'll Be." Dude, you know what? Every time I hear that line, and I'm gonna, we're gonna have to talk about this. But every time I hear that line, I see it in like screenplay format, like (laughs) fade in, exterior, tool shed, morning, rain falls angry on the tin. Like he's reading the sides accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So first of all, you have to launch in why this song is so special to you because you told me something yesterday that really really begs to be told to anyone who will (laughs) fucking listen uh so facial's sophomore album facade in our thanks section of the record we do thank edwin mccain and that is why is that that is because 
we kept hearing that song, like probably in CVS's when of we were course. grabbing booze on the yeah. way to the recording session or uh-huh. something. And we just kept laughing about how try hard it is. It's and so how, try hard, but it's so timeless. And then we kept coming back to that second verse, the rain falls. And like even the way the drum does this like stuttered flam. There's yeah, it is a stuttered <laughs> flam for sure. Rain falls. We're just like, man, it tries really hard to like go metal right there. Or it just, does. And so we were using that part when we were doing vocals to warm up. Like all of us were just like, the rain falls. Wow. To the point where like our producers were like, will you guys stop singing Edwin <laughs> McCain? So listen, we had to thank him. Listen, I'm pretty sure that this song is actually a master, cra- master class in song. Absolutely. Like, it's it's maybe incredible. one of the best one hit wonders ever. one hit wonder, right? The greatest. Man of your life. Yeah, it is it's definitely. It's kind of out on the last line, right? It's not, it's like, like all of a sudden it feels like it's a, it's a badge, like a, a ribbon. What? Greatest the, man of your life. Greatest man of your life, which is funny because I also, with each of my selects, I paired what I would want to be buying in a CVS oh, when the song perfect. was on. Okay. So with this, because it's like, I'll be the greatest man of your life. And it's talking about like rising to the occasion, being the shoulder to cry on, so on and so forth. I think this is the condoms song (laughs) you're being responsible with your sexual partner you know you're like you're showcasing some effort as well too with that person holding hands right i'll be as i'm picking up the magnums obviously (laughs) um the greatest man and as you oh my it is a condoms tune right wow i i i love that you're trying to make this vision romantic I'm, i'm really trying although i really love this song it Plus, it was off of his record, Misguided Roses. That was the record I was name. lost when I'm like, I still don't know what he's going to say. Someone <laughs> gave said, these yeah. flowers the wrong direction. I like, mean, I remember the CD being in my mother's car, so I can oh, yeah. see the cover. Uh-huh. It's like this it's an awful cover. Yellow beige. It's so gross. It's like a stick, a like a stick a bird a on is it. Like a, is there like a Jesus on the cross? It's or something, something like, a, like that. Maybe a bird on a cross? It looks like some promotional material from Wicker Man or something. Or it's like, like, it's not. Or some like Blair Witch shit. Like new age Christianity pamphlet. Uh huh. Okay, number five. We're hot on it now. Okay, so this one, number five for me, is less fun than it just is a song I've randomly heard at CVS a lot. Like, this is historical, not just like, like, it's not like a CVS vibe. I'm just like, how is this playing in a CVS again? So, makes me think maybe they do have they a are on a playlisting service yeah because it's crazy that you would hear this it's a cover okay by sixpence none the richer okay who's saying you know kiss me yeah what's the cover don't dream it's over what like crowded house never even heard that cover you well now because pro- it's so insanely ignorable that like you do it's she's just like it's like hey now hey now, oh no i'm sorry i have heard that i've heard that multiple times yeah. it's just like the most tepid version of that song imaginable and it's just really and it's almost like a direct representation of the song too which is not a good thing yeah, to do it's with not the a cover. fun cover right. nothing about it it's, it's just I had to put it on the list because every time I, I'm like, this fucking cover again. <laughs> like, how is this possible? Didn't you get into a Twitter feud with someone over this once? I posted on Twitter about what's the best CVS song, and I put Don't Dream It's Over, and uh, like, 
like a Liam Finn fan account. Oh God! Got involved and they're like, everybody vote. <laughs> <laughs> and I called and I'm like, I'm actually talking about the Sixpence None the Richer cover, Ooh, and they didn't even that's respond. But like, don't dream it's over. Ended up winning by a landslide. Wait, wait, are you telling me that Crowded House still has a street team out there working for them? Crowded House is a giant like underground fan base. They were literally like Midnight Oil or like sure just one of those like Down Under bands, right? That, like, Wait, you are know, they Aussie? I think so. No shit. I would. I, I'm pretty sure Crowded House. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. What? Yeah. A, that's the, a sixpence. How many times do you even get to say sixpence? None the richer. These days, rarely. Rarely. It's almost as fun as saying Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh man, there was a good one. The ba- I, that would have been a good select. What's your four? My four um, is getting into. Let's see. Are we getting into dangerous territory? Oh, my God. Yes, we are. I'm going to be judged to this. I'm going to be nailed to the fucking cross for this one. Okay. Uh, Another 1997 hit. Uh, Globally renowned, internationally smash hitting off of 97's Fush You Mang. Oh, boy. Smash Mouth Walking on the Sun. So don't you make So I bought, I remember getting that album. I bought um, this record. Yeah. It had a parental advisory. I remember which it was did. a big wall for me to get through. Right. And even I though still it was don't pro- know why it was I on can't there. tell you why either. Maybe I, it's because there was nothing offensive about maybe that in album. this tune. It's because he drops a Reagan ref. In Walking on the Sun, he drops a Reagan riff. What the hell is this song about? Uh, <laughs> put away the crack before the crack puts you away. He's talking. It sounds to- like you're singing Yakety Yak. By yeah. The <laughs> put away the crack before the crack. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've heard Walking on the Sun. Oh, and yeah. what's funny is. I the, loved it as a child. The, I, so did I. And I, I bought this record. I remember being like, nah. Like, I, Dude, I All like, Star was weak as shit yeah, comparatively. The speaking. whole Astro Lounge album after yeah. this Fu Man, whatever. Fush You Mang. Right. Yeah. Uh, is just garbage. It is really. And I bad. remember that album. I, I, I liked it. I did too. Because yeah. um, it, it was different for the time too. Now, I feel very different though. If what do you I mean? hear Walking on the Sun in the CVS, I'm going to be like, let's use the self checkout. I'll get booze later. <laughs> yeah. Well, why I put it on my list is because this song is uh, all of these songs have followed me. Right, I got you. Um, it's om- it's like a it really is like kind of a horror motif. Like I walk in and I hear the same thing that I heard the day before. Um, and this I, this one stuck with me at the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. when everyone was going insane for toilet paper. I walked in <laughs> to a CVS and Smash Mouth's "Walking on the Sun." was on when people were literally like punching each other for that's, the toilet paper. That's so um, dystopian and horrible. I'm pretty sure there's a line in the t- uh, so don't delay act, act now supplies, supplies are running, running out. out. No, I'm telling you, it was like it was very cinematic yeah. and synchronous that this song was playing when I walked into that particular CVS in March fucking 2020. So I had to wow. put it on. Yeah. Fushu Mang 1997. Number four for me. Number four for me um and uh, I know you're going to love this. And I feel like she would headline the CVS Festival with this hit. That is, is a great idea. I'm sorry to interrupt. A CVS Fest? Oh, CV CVS Fest? Yeah. CV, CV Fest? Fest? I like yeah. CVS Fest. This is great. Yeah. 
Lisa Loeb's stay at Misty. Woo! Talk so all the time. So. That was actually, oh, uh, that was going to make my honorable mentions list, but I had a feeling that it was on mm. your list. It's um, just like the, the, the vocal, like you just, you start shopping faster. You really do. Yeah. Because it missed you. You reflect, you get back into it. You know, her voice is so it's beautiful. Uh, calming. It's tranquil, and, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, you say, yeah. You're like, oh man! I only hear what, what I want to. Inquisitive, wonderful little verse. There's no way it's going to get better. And then the drums come in. Like, oh, rips! I also didn't know that this was a parenthetical tune. That stay in parentheses. I missed you. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that it was I missed you. Right. I always thought it was just called stay. And on that note, well, you only hear what you want to. <laughs> I really do. What'd you just say? Um, I've always wanted to start a Lisa Loeb cover band. And call it the Loeb Trotters, because why would you not? It's right there for the taking, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. Kind of like when I played my when we did our Sister Nancy tune earlier. I want to start an Italian reggae collective and call it the Pastafarians. Right. I These are all you great. Ideas. That to me, and I didn't say anything. These are all great. <laughs> yeah, you really did not <laughs> respond to that joke. Um, I love um, Lisa Loeb's stay. If you don't, you don't have a fucking soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like so, yeah, in the zombie apocalypse, bring them in CVS. See if they respond to stay. If they don't, they're zombies. It's also the acoustic guitar mix in it that is. song that it's really like fucks quintessential me Quintessential mid-90s, yes. but still kind of like, at least inside the confides of a CVS, sure. feels resolute. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, there's a beginning and an end, and at the end of it, you are changed, right. which is why all of these CVS songs are so important. Um, oh, shit. I just looked at my list. It's about to get real emotional. Things What's are about to get really weird right now for me, too. Okay. What and before I even launch into this song, I want to talk about this record a little bit after I tell you what it is, because something caught my eye when I was doing research. Okay. This tune, which is maybe one of the greatest pop country songs ever written and was really kind of on the forefront of it when it was gaining such popularity. Unfortunately, country as a, as, as a whole would turn into this, but this is off of 1997's Another 97. Wow, three in a row. Three in a row. 97's Come On Over. And this song is, of course, Shania Twain's That Don't Impress Me Much. Wow. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much So you got the looks But have you got the touch Now don't get me wrong Yeah, I think you're alright But that won't keep me warm In the middle of the night So you got the brains But have you got the touch Now, now, don't get me wrong Wow, that's a hard note to hit uh, Yeah, I, not, I wasn't even going to attempt Shania Like, um, I, I don't have those chops So Shania Twain is a huge soft spot for me on like multiple different levels. Quickly, I I revisited Shania Twain's 97 effort, Come On Over, and I was shocked to find out how many exclamation points she uses in a lot of her song titles on this record. Okay. So, man, I feel like a woman. Two exclamation points on that one. There's two exclamation points on that song? So, man, exclamation. I feel like a woman, exclamation. It's coming off manic. It is also track eight 
Whatever you do, don't. <laughs> Is there two? Two. Say in the in the same fashion as man, I feel like a woman. Now I'm back. I swung back around. I respect it. I love um, this. Also, uh, the penultimate track, "Rock This Country." One exclamation? One, just one on that one. Not what rock country, this country. Yeah. <laughs> what country is he talking about? This I have Canadian. no fucking. I mean, it was '97. Who knows? Um, but this this album also has again, man, feel like a woman. Um, it oh, has. It's a new album. I, I believe it just had a Sunday review on Pitchfork a couple of weeks ago. No, it didn't. It did. I believe they gave it like a seven five, and people nearly rioted. <laughs> I bet they did. Oh, here's another one with exclamations, or at least one. Uh, track ten. If you want to touch her, ask. What? <laughs> Just one, yeah. Comma if you want to touch her, comma, ask. Okay. Yeah. So hey, Shania yeah, wasn't she wasn't fucking around with this record. She had some shit to say. Yeah. Um, but this tune that don't impress me much is one of those earworms that kind of has you thinking about how this song could serve within other contexts as well. Like I've always wanted to do like a historical, like educational tool using this song as, as a template, if you will. Like, so you think you're Genghis Khan? That don't impress me much. And then just kind of like go yeah, out. Just, like, so yeah. you think you're Benjamin Franklin? Right. That don't impress me much. Yeah, yeah. Kids in the future will be like, who was that? Let me sing the song. <laughs> It'll be like the ABCs. Right. Like you can only recall certain his- historical one, one points. One thing about that that I've always thought was just a genius move on her part was there's so many different actors she could have named that wouldn't have aged well. Right, but Brad and Pitt now did. and nowadays yeah. that song would sound really dated. Right, but still to this day, Brad Pitt still Brad holds Pitt's up still hot as and shit. he's still hot as fuck. Yeah, so, so she, like when you hear the Brad Pitt line, you're like, oh, good call on Brad. She Pitt. did her research. She if she was yeah, if she would have done like, do you think Brad Pitt continues to get facial Botox only because of that song? I mean, I think he has to. I probably. think he has to. Yeah, her if estate you, probably pays for it. Duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's using all that mail. Box money. Do you think Brad Pitt gets paid every time that song gets a spin because his likeness is used? That's a good question. That is a good I don't question. Think he needs it. If there are any entertainment lawyers out there? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Track three for you. And this sucks because this is not a CVS song. This is way better, but you will hear it in a CVS. And this is the epitome of like the breaking down in a CVS song. It's very memeable. It's Tracy Chapman's fast oh car. Oh my god. You got a fast car. Is it fast enough so we can fly away? You gotta make a decision. Leave tonight or live and die this way. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. City lights stay out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. Dude, why would you pick something so morose? Because it does happen, and like, there's it there's, does. It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's a meme. Like, I heard Tracy Chapman's "Fast Car" yeah, driving, and I driving in a car. Yo, dude, I mean, I, it's one of the most incredible songs ever written. It really dude. is. Yeah, like one of, I'd say one of the top five songs of the '80s. Top five is probably deserved. Yeah. Um, 
And a great song to break down to. I mean, and that kind of goes past the boundaries of CBS, too. It it's just a perfect breakdown song. I just but had to bring in one that I'm like, this is just a perfect song. That when you've got the here. flu. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and you're just, you've got that like fever dream thing going on. And, and you hear that. It's impossible not to think of your life. Yeah. You know, your entire your, your life. Your whole life far. flashes before. It's like right. taking DMT and CBS. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, I feel like that is also a good condoms tune. Or maybe they're all good condoms tunes. Who knows? The song about escaping with somebody? Yeah. The not trying driving, to be like your parents. Driving in a car. And then yeah. ending up being just like their parents and leaving sure. the person. Yeah. I mean, but also with protection. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and also, I forgot to tell you what I would want to be buying during that Don't Impress Me Much. And that was like a pair of like sandals or something like Say, that. Yeah, like doing beats. like a fashion montage yeah. in CVS yeah. to Shania Twain's That Don't Impress Me Much. It's hot shit, dude. Yeah. Um, Tracy Chapman is like, that's a, especially that song, that's a hard tune to even really think about without wanting to well up a little bit. Absolutely. Because how many of experiences have you actually shared with that particular song over the course of your life? I tend to avoid it unless I like really need it. You so can't it's, avoid it. It's a little it in intrusive CVS. for yeah, a CVS. It really song. is. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, if we're doing this, I feel like CVS is trying to tell you something with that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you probably put it on 10 minutes before they close. That's a good push out tune for sure. I wonder if yeah. they do that. Yeah, yeah but I don't know. That's the song you also drive home drunk to. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's that's. They put it over that you know, like the Tony Soprano driving crying thing. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Know, you put fast car in there. Yeah. Like, that's got to be what. Daddy's got a fast car. Truly. Um, Is it fast enough that we can drive away? Wow. Okay. <sighs> We're gonna get too emotional. Let's get to the top two. I'm actually feeling like kind of sick in my stomach now. <laughs> Um, top two, and obviously this is one of the best songs of all time, like all the other ones I've talked about hitherto. Um, this is off of 2001's Drops of Jupiter, title track, baby. Um, Drops of Jupiter, in parentheses, tell me. But tell me. Tell Me was a parenthetical on this, this tune. Did you know? Is this, what, is this tonic? No, Train, dude. Train. 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 Now she's back in the atmosphere. Drops of Jupiter in her I didn't know head. it actually said drops of Jupiter. So tell oh, yeah. me. That's all. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> tell me. Um, she checks out Mozart while she does Tybo. Reminds me that there's room to grow. Wow. Yeah. There's a Milky Way line in there, right? Um, Let's see. Tell me, did you sail across the sun? Did you make, did you make it, it to the Milky way? way to see the lights all faded? And that heaven is overrated. I love Train Drops of Jupiter. You can't oh, wow. fuck with this tune. With me, I, man. I couldn't have told you the song title or the band of that song. What? But of course I know it. That's that's part of the CVS thing. Like, yeah. You know the song, You, but that's... 
I don't know. It's just a 90s song. Dude. It is. Well, actually, funny enough, this was 2001, my friend. No way. Yeah, we actually just surpassed its 20th anniversary. Um, and I feel like Trains, Drops of Jupiter is great for that last-minute gift purchase. Like, you're, right. you're, you know, you're going to a birthday party or, like, a baby shower or something, and you're in CVS, and you're getting Band-Aids or, you know, if, you know eyeliner or whatever you buy at last minute at CVS. And then you find yourself in the as-seen-on. On TV aisle, right? You've seen that. that. I, see, oh, I, I love. I love. Never gotten a thing aisle. from it, but I look at everything. No, why would you buy? You know, it's going to break in two weeks. Yeah. Um, but every time I'm that. in the as seen on TV aisle, I swear to God, I hear the opening piano roll to Train Drops of Jupiter. It's such a good background CVS song if you're like you know making a film or something like just just to have it lightly going. The it's so good. It's also, so good. she That's, checks gotta, out Mozart gotta, while she does typo. I'm give you a little applause. I didn't. Uh, that one completely got by. <laughs> I love. It. All right, give me your two. My two is actually very in the same vein as that. Okay. And it's Jim Blossom's Hey Jealousy. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, period. It's, it's another song that's almost too good for CBS, but it you're really going is. to hear it. It just kicks in like a motherfucker. Yeah. And let the cops chase around jealousy. Uh, have you seen Jim Blossoms before? Uh, live? No. Okay, so I was already... To, by the time I even started listening to like Allison Road and Follow You Down and mm -hmm. Hey Jealousy and found out about you, oh, like how many number one hit oh. songs, dude, till I hear it from you, Ooh, that's, that's five cool. or six we literally just rattled. It's a really sad story, apparently. The guy who wrote the record yeah, the bass killed player, himself. He was like a really, really hopeless alcoholic. And he and wrote kicked the, him out of the band, even he, though he wrote all the good songs, and then he killed himself. He killed himself before the record came out. Oh, so, wow. so yes. no, so yeah. he didn't even live to see the success of these songs. Like, but now you you listen to these songs in a different light, knowing that because what's the what's the line in "Follow You Down" where it's like jumping off the bridge is the only thing I see, or something like that. Oh, like wow. the whole thing has a lot of suicidal undertones. Wow, and it was kind of just such yeah, such uh, upbeat feeling. But I mean, I feel like that the Gin Blossoms ethos is coming back in like mm -hmm. in like uh modern indie pop and, and emo in a songwriting capacity Big time, um, there's new bands like camp trash and new you totally and like there's just like a gin blossoms worship sound going yeah on, and I, i'm totally for it yeah i'm just like this i love kind of casino shows casino shows forward, electric guitar yep. clean also like, two or three guitar players per track power too, which pop is nice. bass yeah stuff it's great um, casino shows are my favorite thing in the world because i get to go play craps and then go see an outdated band that probably shouldn't be touring anymore <laughs> and gin blossoms is one of those okay bands. well i didn't know you did that so much so it makes sense now when you ask have you ever seen them live i'm like Who's yeah right why, why would i ask that yeah <laughs> um but there's been actually twice i had once was at pachanga and once was at the golden nugget downtown vegas wow i've been at the fucking table and there's been like a couple next to me, like a total normie couple, right? And I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing in town? They're like, oh, fuck, Gin Blossoms are playing tonight. We drove in to see Gin Blossoms. I'm like, 
I guess I'm going to see Gin Blossoms Looks tonight. Like I'm doing that too. Exactly. I I can't tell. There haven't been many shows that I've purchased a solo so ticket for. This doesn't follow you around the CVS. It follows you around in real life. Yeah. The band it follows me it. down, if you will. <laughs> not that You're far. welcome. Not that far. Not as far as CVS. I really love Hey Jealousy, though. Yeah, like, it's even great. just, it's. I heard it in CVS probably a week ago, so I'm like, well, this is going to make my list. Another masterclass of songwriting, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that really deserved to stand the test of time as it has. Has. What if we have the same number one? Would that be wild? There's no way. I think, okay, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction here because okay. this is fun. I'm going to say we have the same band. Okay. I'm going to say we've got the same band for our number one. I feel one, like we probably do. But two different tunes because okay. this is, you and I, have, we, you and I share a lot. We have mm-hmm. a lot in common. But this, I think this is actually going to show the different sides of who we are. Okay. And also in our friendship, like how we, uh, you know, afford each other the exchange within our interpersonal I'm relationship. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, and you're going to have to let me know once I, yep. uh, you're going to know because I'm going to here just go ahead and like preamble off this, this year and this record. This was actually from 98. So breaking the 97 mold just a little bit by only by a year, 1998's Dizzy Up the Girl. Yep. And yep. this is of course Goo Goo Dolls. Iris. And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that they'd understand When everything's made to be broken I just want you to know who I am And I don't want the world to see me Cause I So you didn't you go Iris. soft son of a bitch. I, I know you didn't go Iris, which is why I brought Iris. And I know exactly what you brought, but I'm not going to ruin it for the listener. And we're going to get there in a second. I feel like Iris is the perfect CVS tune. Because a lot of times when you go into CVS, it's for something personal, right? Like, you again, you need foot gauze. Maybe you've got, like, maybe you do need a pregnancy test. Maybe you need a COVID test these days. Maybe you need a mask. Maybe you need some, like, Tylenol because you're sick or something. Or especially you have something like athlete's foot. You know what I mean? And you're in the athlete's foot cream aisle and Iris comes on. And I don't want the world to see. You know, it's perfect because. Uh, it's perfect in any scenario. It really is. But it's also, like, giving you that safe haven yeah. like it's it's letting you know it's a hard truth to take in every time you listen to it right i don't think that they'd understand you know it's so interesting because i feel like for the same reasons we have the same artists with different songs as our number one and i just i feel like we should really get into why goo goo dolls is the best cvs band in the world they really are because and we're gonna get there with you i i know what you brought in you motherfucker you think you <laughs> well, think okay, i don't here's know why i don't have iris as my number one okay. and it's because honestly it's so close to me it is 
Yeah. When Iris came out, I was a I was a boy. City and of Angels soundtrack. City of Angels Meg soundtrack. Ryan. My mom yep. got it. Nick Cage. And I baby. just remember being like at my orthodontic appointment and like listening, to waiting that. in the car for my t- and like just listening to I just the end iris come and i hit but i don't know i couldn't tell yeah. you one other song on the city of angels soundtrack no neither could i not yeah. one just but rewind rewind iris, backtrack, again, backtrack again yeah um i feel like too even though you're 47 and i'm 23 <laughs> i think when iris came out you and i were both in that very sensitive part in our uh, prepubescent like, yeah, years or like approaching time. it to where it was, it was like, like sixth grade for me right like you don't understand me mom and dad right so a line a cor- a chorus line like I don't want the world to see me. I don't think that they'd understand was applicable to our entire lives at that point. Like obviously trauma is a varying experience for everyone, but like being, you know, shitty young and white and privileged, you know, in your mom's like, you know, forest or depression as I'd ever. Right. Exactly. Right. Waiting to get to the orthodontist appointment. Also too. It's true. They wouldn't understand. It's a CVS is a very safe place to listen to all these tunes that we've right. discussed today. It's also because a safe place. You're not going to be able to change the music. You exactly. It's not like if, if Iris comes on in a bar, you don't want to let your cool art guard down and be like, fuck yes. Unless you're already three sheets to the right. wind at that point. But Which it's is a, why I only do 90s music after 1 a.m. Yes, at the bar exactly. Like it's also a safe place for Iris. And I've done this multiple times. Actually, if we were listening to it right now in real time, I'd be doing it. I not only do the air guitar solo on the seven note slide solo, mm-hmm. I also do air violin. Oh, you got it on the orchestral breakdown. Oh, the that's what I want to get to. I'm like, we're not done with Iris till we can talk about the bridge. Of course, that the bridge, bridge is incredible. Is so massive. It's it's the biggest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's like David and Goliath, dude. I don't even so, understand. Another experience I had. Why this isn't CVS at South by one year. Me and uh, my crew were all way too drunk. Of course. And now when I think back on this, I really just feel bad for the bartenders we were at some bar after seeing a bunch of shows all day and we're like pretty much blackout and they had like the wall of tvs the whole wall was tv and the performance of iris when they play in the rain i don't know oh, what festival it is. maybe maybe glastonbury sure I mean, giant festival it's raining his acoustic guitar he's dripping wet he's oh. never looked better it's, Johnny Resnick, dude. Oh, man, he oh looks my so god! So good, and they like they hold out so long. Of course they bridge. do, yeah. And the crowd is just like losing it. Give it, give to, it to me, to save me. me. And it's just like with that powerful tenor. <laughs> Don't! Oh my god! It's a moment, dude. Sure. And we were all singing it, and you could tell everybody in the bar is like, "These guys need to go." Well, I'd give up forever to touch you, because you know that you feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I can't believe we have the same artist. That's of course beautiful. we do. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is that. really nice. Uh, mine is name. Oh, I thought you were going to go slide for some nope. reason. It's name for sure. Name. It's, let's be honest. Name is the number one Goo Goo Doll song of all time, right? And this is why. Because I feel like when I hear it at a CVS, which I always do. Yeah. First of all, I fucking love that song. Yeah, name is incredible. It gets stuck in my head for months, which is a CVS identifier as far as I'm concerned. And I feel like subject matter wise, it aligns with what you're doing. Absolutely. You, know, you want that and you don't, anonymity. Nobody yeah. tell me I don't want to say my name here. I don't want, you know, there's just like the, it feels like it falls in almost iris for the same reason. Sure. Don't want I the world to see me. Like there's yeah. something hidden about I won't tell your name and I don't want the world to see me. It that's is CBS the perfect CV. Yeah. You don't want to see anyone you know in CV. No, that's the worst. God, how uncomfortable is oh, that? Yeah. I see a friend and they're like buying toilet paper. They're yeah. Like, this sucks. This yeah. Sucks oh, man. It's like you poop too. Yeah. Man, this yeah, is a weird. bummer. Goo dolls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, bro, I won't tell your name. Like, And it really is, this goes back into why 
Goo Goo Dolls is the perfect CVS band. I can't believe we agree so much on that. I hope I hope the rest of the world really. I think they do. I feel like, but I also. I like the Goo's having a bit of a renaissance. I, I don't feel bad I about, so I don't feel like a guilty pleasure about no. Goo Goo Dolls songs anymore. Because no. they're just really well-constructed pop songs the only that thing were that's, of their time. The only thing that's guilty about you and I liking the Goo is the fact that we were actually like coming of age when it was out. Which makes it, it us a little t- older. It was a tough one. It was even like Everclear for me. You sure. Know, I liked Everclear so much for the Afterglow, but I, I was already feeling at a young age like. Is this cheesy? Like, right. is this getting like Does some this of it's mean some something, of and right. some of it's kind yeah, of fucking yeah. stupid. I mean, get same thing with goo. Like, yeah. how many times have you time. listened to Dizzy Up the Girl in its entirety? I don't know. I really was only a singles guy on that one. Yeah, same, exactly. Yeah. And some, t- I mean, dude, it's a. But that's I, why I chose Name also yeah. for the CVS singles, right? Because Name will keep you shopping, mm-hmm. keep you tapping your foot. You know, yeah. It's got it's got forward momentum. It's also got that classic '90s acoustic sound. That we Will you do me about. a favor and just give me a couple of verse lines, just because I want to hear you sing it right now? Because I grew love... up way too fast, and now there's, there's nothing, nothing to, to believe. believe. And reruns all become my history. To, to me, that's that forward momentum, that beautiful '90s acoustic guitar yep. that we talked about. Iris is going to make you break down. T- definitely, and, and like, that's kind of like a fast card thing. Uh, like, What's the the other one? Uh, I keep wanting to say smooth. It's slide. Not, slide. You're t- I see. I thought you were going to bring slide. Nah, slide's dude. kind of a shitty song. I like slide. I mean, I still. And jam it wouldn't slide. be Black Balloon because that song is far too good. Yeah, Black. You no, that's way too dark for CVS. Like and I know, it's just a good song. I know CVS like a, a t- you know occasionally has some macabre tendencies, but I don't think they go down the Black Balloon. Right? I right. mean, that song is like so overtly about a heroin overdose. Right. You know, it's what a good I mean? song though. It's a fucking great tune. Um, wow. Wow, the goo. The goo number one, the goo fighters. So my last question for this that I wanted to pose is, now that we know our, the best CVS. The top here, five, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think, if you walked into a CVS in 2035, 2040, what's the songs of the last five years or so that you feel <sighs> like you're going to hear in CVS? Okay, eventually? so I think it's going to be, A, some war on drug shit. Yep. B some Phoebe Bridgers nonsense. I my, what I what I was bringing for sure is Phoebe Bridgers Kyoto. Definitely Kyoto or like Kyoto C feels just already like a I fucking hear. smattering of soporific Bonivar. Like just like the most like Well, I could feel like Skinny Love yeah, for sure, but sure. Like, but that didn't come later. out over the past 5 years. They're not gonna put I just think it's going to be a bunch of weak ass shit. Like that's what I think is going to be on the CVS list in 2035. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, you know, um Portugal the man's feel it still. Oh god damn it. I feel like that's definitely going to be like it's gonna be a bummer because it's almost that's a, that was actually a band with a great catalog of sure. music before that. Before album. that, yeah. So I feel like they're gonna be like shelved as kind of a CVS one hit wonder. A one hit wonder. Eventually. Yeah. Even though they very much weren't and feel it still doesn't really show you at all what they can do. <laughs> definitely. And I feel like that's kind of unfortunate. I also I'm curious about Tame and Paula. Oh, you know there's going to be so much tame. Tame. So tame. You're going to walk into a CVS and be like, oh, feels that. Oh, my, please don't. I, another band that I can't even get on oh, the subject of right like, now. Feels like it's a, well, yeah, For sure. Feels like we'll only go back. I feel like they're already playing Elephant. I also have another theory <clears throat> since, you know, the Western civilization is always in like continuous decline. 
Um, now that like sublime is coming back in vogue, I'm pretty sure in conjunction with the progressiveness of weed legalization in 2035, you're going to walk into a CVS and it's going to be fucking smoke two joints. You're going to be listening to sublime's cover of smoke two joints. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Also on that note, for sure. Definitely Santeria. Santeria. I want to bring this up because this is hilarious. Wake up. Arcade Fire. Oh, dude, for sure. Is going. I guess that's not even last five years. But. On, uh, I was talking about Smoke Two Joints with Devin of Vermont Hammer, who we played the tune of last time, um, and she was talking about some of her fav- her favorite misheard lyrics. Yeah, and she had a friend who, as a kid, thought Smoke Two Joints was spoke to Joyce. <laughs> I spoke to Joyce in the morning. I spoke to Joyce at night. Like, this is just a really good friend of this person. It's like, person, yo, Joyce. this person is calling Joyce a whole bunch. Um, I also think Dude, in the... De- it's peace or time of war, <laughs> this person's always I spoke to Joyce, Joyce before I spoke to Joyce, and then we spoke some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you think is going to be on the 2035 CBS Fest playlist? I mean, probably a lot of Imagine Dragons. Oh, my God. Um, but Ed Sheeran, like that yeah. kind of... I feel like that Life stuff's already getting pop. played, but though. But yeah, that feels like it's already started. But I, I really can't predict in the indie world. That's what I'm more curious about. I couldn't think of much besides like Phoebe Bridges' Kyoto. Right. It definitely feels that way. It's very, if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, it's a very pleasant song. Yeah. You know? What about if like Animal Collective starts getting like a bunch of mainstream retail play, like, but early stuff? Like you go in and yeah. you hear the purple I, bottle. Well, that's actually or something. an interesting subject on its own. Like, like the Animal Collective. Pendulum hasn't really come around yet. It hasn't. You're right. Um, I mean, it might change. They have a new album coming out at the top of the year, and people seem excited about it again. Sure. I don't see it coming back around. I definitely am not very into it anymore. And I was a I was a fan. Of course. Like I mean, from, Sung Tongs from and Sung Tongs feels, through Merryweather. Yeah, for sure. I was I was on board. Um, I feel like My Girls is going to be a 2035 CBS see, playlist too. My, my Girls. Yeah. Even though that wasn't that was what like 20. 10 what year was that record that was 2009 2009 yeah i feel like that's gonna make the full and then we're gonna walk in old as fucking dirt right like also it might already be happening but definitely almost any song on wolfgang amadeus phoenix oh for sure no that's already happening Uh, yeah even like tv on the radios like wolf like me off a return to cookie mountain like (sighs) i think that's getting played too that song seems dangerous to me still. It is it is a very dangerous deep cut for CBS. But there is there are the powers that be that are putting like Iggy Pop's The Passenger on it. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's gotta be there's gotta be at least one punk. Well, let us know if you know anybody out there knows how they choose their music. And also let us know if you think any bands in the last couple years or even this year is gonna be future CVS music. Also let us know how right we are. And yeah, let us know like how much you guys enjoyed this podcast and how much it brought you back and how much you miss us and how you can't live without us. All those things. All those things. All those things, baby. Well, buddy. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, this has been great. It's nice doing it at Casa de Cam, too. Yeah, it was nice. I feel it's very great. close to you. Yeah. I can't I, believe I mean, we both have the goo. That's amazing. Of course we both weird. have the goo, dude. This is why we do this. This <laughs> is why we goo <laughs> this, baby. Way to talk about the goo goo. <laughs> goo the right thing. Well, y'all grew up way too fast. Yeah. Now there's nothing. Now there's to nothing believe. to believe. And also, I don't think that they'd understand anyways. Yeah. So on that note. Go brain. Out.